with a look back over the weekend sports action. This is Full Time on KCLR with Sinead Kyo. Oh, you missed me last week. I was away uh, with the bank holiday weekend, uh, but delighted to be back here now again to chat all things sport. Uh, there was uh, lots of sport over the weekend, especially uh, with regard to GAA. Kilkenny were out in action and Carlo were out in action as well in the Joe McDonough Cup and also in uh, the Leinster Football Championship as well. So we're going to be chatting uh, all about that later on. I'll be chatting to our very own Terence Kelly, KCLR commentator, about kind of, I suppose, what went wrong for Carlo at the weekend. They had a great win against Mead last weekend. They absolutely blew them away by 25 points, but they had a home game then um, against Kerry at the weekend. And uh, yeah, it was uh, it was very disappointing for Carlo fans. So we'll be, we'll be looking at that and we'll be looking forward again as well to their meeting with Antrim in Belfast uh, next weekend. Uh, we're also going to be hearing from Niall Carew as well. Um, they also had a, a poor showing there for the Carlo footballers, so we'll get some of that post-match uh, audio as well. Uh, we'll we'll be hearing um, as well from Alex O'Brien. Uh, she's uh, of course the the sister of famed um, of the the Tullow Tank, of course, uh, Sean O'Brien, and uh, they had a great win there. The the Tullow ladies there at the weekend. So we'll be chatting to her. Really looking forward to catching up with her a little bit later on in the programme. We're going to take a quick break but coming up after the break we'll be talking to Kilkenny legend Eddie Kerr about Kilkenny's great win uh, over Leash at the weekend. Full time on KCL or with thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at La Hearts, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny. LaHartsVolkswagen.ie Welcome back to Full Time with myself, Sinead Kyo. Now, as promised just before the break, uh, I said that we're going to be hearing from Kilkenny legend Eddie Kerr. Now, I spoke to Eddie just before coming on air, so I started off by asking Eddie what he thought of Kilkenny's performance. Yeah, it, it was a very good win for Kilkenny. I know that the matches they had, um, West Meath and, and, and Leash particularly, um, oh, were sort of a build-up to, I suppose, you could say what the final team is going to be and trying out players and I think they, Brian and his management team have done an excellent job in, in uh, putting together a very good strong panel which everyone needs at the moment, every team needs a good strong panel with the way the game has so I think Kenny have done great work in that uh, and of course the next big test will, uh, the next match on Sunday will test out all that to the Extreme. Yeah, the next that's kind of I suppose Eddie, the one that everyone's been waiting for um, is the is kind of seeing the the face off between uh, Cody and Shefflin. Um, so so that's definitely going to to be a big one. But I think judging on Galway's form at the moment, you'd you'd have to fancy Kilkenny. Well, uh, you know Galway are very hard to to judge. Um, you know they they can destroy you on a particular day, or they can be poor on a particular day. Obviously, with with uh, the way the matches build, uh, with uh, sort of Brian Cody versus Henry Shefflin, um, you know, is going to add a bit of bite to it. But uh, I, I think that sort of thing has died down a bit. I think many uh, people now are looking at this match against Galway as a big challenge um, and an opportunity 
to see how good you know the new players that have come on are uh, against the, the sort of opposition that Galway will uh, produce. So uh, I don't think it will be as much as people think as sort of a Brian Cody versus Henry Shefflin. You know, I think that everyone will be concentrating on the game now and and what it's going to be for, mean for both teams going forward. Just though, leaving kind of the, the Henry Shefflin versus Brian Cody kind of element to, to one side for, for a moment, like there's there's a lot of pressure on, on Shefflin, I think, because, you know, it's his inter-county debut as a manager. You have Henry Shefflin's profile, which is absolutely huge, not only in Kilkenny but all over the country um, so do you know there is that I suppose weight of expectation and then you have Galway people and they absolutely love their hurling as well do you, do you think that that's something that's um, maybe weighing heavily on them at the moment uh, Eddie I wouldn't think so no I, I think both managers and both teams will be treating it as a big challenge of a game I don't think the personalities will enter into it uh, I know in you know, maybe some of the uh, the people at the game might feel that, and they'd be probably the media will be focusing on the the two managers and how they're reacting to situations and that. But uh, like, I've forgotten all about that. Even though you know it was a big thing at the time, I, I'm looking, concentrating more on how our team are performing and how the new guys are performing I think and that is very encouraging you know the way the team is performing at the moment definitely the team are performing very well and, and things are kind of taking shape for Kilkenny at the moment aren't they like um, you have all the Ballyhale lads back um, and then you have TJ starting then for the first time in the championship there yesterday as well so it all kind of bodes it all sort of bodes well uh, but just kind of getting back there to uh, to the match on Saturday as well um, really good performance yeah, even even using the, the bench then as well and feeling coming on and scoring 1-1 um, like things are things are looking good for, for Kilkenny at the moment the only thing I suppose that you might critique is just the, the wides tally uh, I think there was 18 wides registered uh, is that something that would concern you at all? Well, you know, every game is different. Uh, uh, I'd, I'd be, uh, you know, uh, what would encourage me is that there was 18 attempts that didn't happen and they'll probably yeah. uh, refine that. But what was very encouraging, uh, which hasn't happened for a long time, is that we got eight points from the middle of the field. You know, Adrian Mullen getting six and James Mann getting two. I mean, it's a long time since we've been throwing over those sort of points from, from the middle of the field. Uh, as other teams, you know, the Limericks and the Warfords and uh, the Corks have been doing, you know, scoring from the middle of the field. And I think that's a very positive sign for Kilkenny. Um you know, and as you said, the team, the way the team played and the subs that came in, like, I mean, um, it shows that we do have strength and depth now. Like, I mean, Connor Brown now gave a very encouraging performance uh, for his first full game, I suppose. You know, and you have David Blanchfield in that position has been outstanding, you know, uh, um, already this year yeah. Vicky Butler is super playing uh, you know full back line and then they tried Conor Delaney and Dara Corcoran you know um, who performed very well so and like what I'm saying really is that there's 
loads of options there. Richard Reed came in was outstanding. Like I think the Shamrocks guys play very well together. He he cleared some. He gave some wonderful uh, position passes to the two, particularly the two corner forwards. You know from from clearances and um, as you said there, the Shamrocks had Don Cody and TJ Reed. You know work so well together. Um, so, like, there's an awful lot of encouragement about it. But at the end of the day, this is all going to be tested to the limits next Sunday. So, um, I think, as I said earlier, I think that's the focus now of the teams and the spectators to see how they'll perform. Yeah, to see how they're going to go um, on Sunday. And it's just interesting there, Eddie, that you mentioned kind of uh, teamwork. And, and that's always been a, a feature in any Kilkenny team, you know, that unselfish kind of play and uh, I'm just kind of reflecting back on Galway's last outing uh, they were playing my own county Wexford there in um, in Wexford Park two weeks ago and that's something that kind of struck me just that um, some of the players at times in Galway they were quite selfish just in terms of you know they really there, there could have been a lad wide open there for a score and they'd go themselves and that's just something that it, it's just that kind of contrast between um, maybe you know Kilkenny and, and Galway at the moment like if uh, if a player ever did that under Brian Cody I don't think they'd ever wear a Kilkenny jersey again <laughs> well, I don't know like uh, I have mixed uh, now there was there was some consternation uh, and there still is with some of the short passing that went on you know particularly sort of in the defence which is very dangerous if it's intercepted but what was more pleasing to me is the long uh, passes if you like you know the clearances that went down into the forwards and I also uh, you know I'd be in favour of hitting more balls like if you have TJ Reid and own Cody in the full forward line, a ball dropping in the square, as happened on Sunday, you know, those two can manufacture a goal out of nothing, you know, and I, I would be in favour of some of the long striking into the full forward line mm-hmm. there, um, uh, and, and probably a little less of the short passing. I, I know the passing uh, that's productive is very fine, but the short passing, hand passing to someone who's already marked or in a standing position, particularly around the defence area, to me that's very, very dangerous, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'd rather see the, the... I always feel the player in possession has a better chance of delivering a long ball than someone 10 yards away from him in a standing position with someone marking him, you know. So I, I would hope... Um, uh, I would hope that Kilkenny would use a longer pass more and cut out the short passing. Yeah, and that's something that we've spoke about on the on the show here um, a lot over the last couple of weeks is kind of the short, uh, you know, kind of going the the keeper going short and and um, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, and when it doesn't, it can be an absolute disaster when when they break you down. Um, so yeah, I, I I'd say there's a couple of people that would agree with you there, um, Eddie, uh, going going along with it. Um, but yeah, just to maybe touch on some of the other games over the weekend then as well. So Limerick, I suppose that was. The, the story of of the weekend they're, they're back with a bang they sure are you know I mean they're a devastating team uh, when they're when they get going um, like um, 
it, it's hard to see at the moment the team standing up to him. You know, the Waterford were the team that were thought to be the ones that could stand up to him, and they did. In fairness, they did pretty well uh, stand up to him. Um, but uh, Limerick showed that when the pressure was put on them, they still had more in the tank to come along and add, add a few point, points. But uh, a super team. Um, but you know, all the talk is about Limerick and uh, and Warford and yeah. the Munster teams. You know, yeah. maybe a surprise might come out of the Munster side. Yes, you know? that's just actually what I was going to say. I think you read my mind there, Eddie. Um, there's there's a lot of chatter now at the moment. You know, and we've been hearing this for years, sure, haven't we? You know, Munster hurling and and all of this. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, Kilkenny could have a big say in this year's championship. Yeah, I, I'd be very happy the way things are developing. I'd be very happy with the attitude of the players, uh, you know, they're tackling. And, you know, even if a team like Limerick are tackled fast and ferociously, as Kilkenny are doing, you know, it stops the development um, of the type of play they, they do. I'm not saying that we could beat Limerick at the moment, but you'd never know uh, down the road. Barring injuries and the usual, you know, things that you'd be hoping that you'd have, um, the selection that we had yesterday, you know, with the, those that that played and and those who came in as subs and the rest of the bench as well you know provided hopefully that all those remain fit for the season uh, I think we'd give any team a good run for it yeah definitely and you mentioned it there you know about the um about hopefully that everyone stays fit and they they can get through the next couple of matches uh, without uh, without getting injured. But even even if that does happen, like they've shown that they have a really good bench that they can rely on, um, so that uh, that's all cause for um, for optimism. So uh, listen, Eddie, it's been lovely chatting to you. Um, but just before I let you go, though, your your granddaughter had a, another great game there with uh, with Kilkenny at the weekend. She's a bit of a goal scoring machine, isn't she? Uh, she's very good. She's very good. She's she's very keen, uh, very skillful, and she's she's a great nose for a goal. You know, um, so you know. Hopefully, like she'll keep, she's very interested, so she'll keep going. And hopefully, like she's still young, um, and uh, you know, she's coming up against. A, a, a bit of treatment at the moment I see off the ball you know the, her last two matches you know with the, the someone detail to just cling on to her jersey because uh, I hope the referees see that a bit yeah. more in, in matches to come <laughs> but, yeah. but she's, she's very good when she gets a break she's very good she's yeah great. I know I'm sure I'm yeah. sure you're very proud of her um, well listen Eddie lovely uh, to, to chat to you um, and look we will hopefully catch up again in another few weeks um and, and chat more hurling but uh, I'll, I'll chat yeah. to you again soon anyway thanks again oh, okay Sinead thanks, thanks Eddie bye bye that was uh, Eddie Kerr there lovely chatting to him earlier on about of course that you heard at the end there about his uh, his granddaughter and all the all, all her exploits on the field there for Kilkenny Camogie uh, but also chatting to him about uh, Kilkenny's great run in the championship so far two wins on the trot um, and they're going to be facing Galway now next weekend uh, that's going to be a very interesting one I think one that we've all been eagerly awaiting to see Brian Cody and Henry Shefflin uh, face off on the sideline um, so yeah we're really looking 
looking forward to that. Now we're going to take a, a quick break and coming up after the break we're going to be joined by our very own Terence Kelly and we're going to be chatting to him about uh, Carlo's uh, McDonough clash with Kerry at the weekend. That's still to come right after these. Full time on KCLOR. With thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at La Hearts, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny. LaHartsVolkswagen.ie Full time on KCLOR. With thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at La Hearts, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny. LaHartsVolkswagen.ie Welcome back to Full Time with myself, Sinead Kyo. Uh, now, it was a frustrating weekend for Carlo Hurling supporters on Saturday. Um, and I'm joined now on the line by uh, Terence Kelly, who is commentating on that game from Netwatch Dr. Cullen Park. Uh, uh, Terence, it's, uh, it's great to have you back on the show again. How are you keeping? This is Sinead. I'm glad thanks. Listen, a, little, a little disappointed after the weekend, but you know. I'm sure I'm sure you are because I know that uh, we were only speaking there I think maybe it was a Thursday or Friday um, I, I was chatting to you in advance of that game and both of us were feeling quite optimistic because you know they had a great run out there obviously against me just the week prior uh, beating them by 25 points so you know we, we kind of like it was reasonable enough that we that we thought that they would um, you know that they, they might get the win over, over Kerry especially a home game yeah, so like, you know, and, uh, you know, the the game up in Avon, like, Carlo played so well. You know, they're, they're probably not as good as they looked in Avon, but they're definitely not as poor as they looked last, you know, last Saturday. They were, they were poor on the day. And, you know, Kerry did to Carlo uh, the same as what Carlo did to me. They came out with the blocks at 100 miles an hour, like, you know, they were playing against the breeze and just scored the first couple of points. And, you know, they totally dominated most lines of the field. And even though we went in at half time only a point down, to me it was a probably a little bit of a far score line, eight points to seven and we got the the eleven point just after half time. But you know, Kerry just took over completely and uh, I know they got a couple of goals near the end and maybe gave it a little bit of a far score line, but you know, they were the dominant team all you know, all over the park. Yeah, and I suppose like there was a few things that went wrong from a Carlo uh, perspective quite early on. I know that Jack Kavanagh got injured. I think maybe was it six minutes in, um, and then I, I'm not sure. Did you play it with or against the wind in the first half? Yes, we played with the wind, but beforehand we lost our centre forward John Nolan. He was just you know he was feeling a little unwell, uh, stomach bug, I'm told, and uh, just after the start of the game, then you know we lost Jack Kavanagh. And Jack was very very good. You now against me the week before, I think it was a hamstring problem. We played with the breeze, but you probably would be a little bit critical of so many shorthand passes in the half back line, the full back line. You know, when you're playing with the breeze, you know, well, you think you'd send the ball down a little bit quicker down to the forwards. But listen, whether they did or didn't, you know, Kerry kind of dominated where listen, they were very good on, on, you know, on the day, and Carlo were, you know, were poor. Yeah, and I know that you were kind of critical, um, and uh, and and so was uh, was Brendan as well of um, their first touch. It did, just didn't seem to kind of be there. Uh, what was that down to? Would you put that down to nerves, maybe, Terence, or what, what was going know. on? I don't, I don't know. Like because you know, well, me the week before, you know, well, they looked so poor and Carl looked so good, and it was just you know, it was it was roads reversed. Now last Saturday. Probably to put it down to I don't know, like you know, they've been training well apparently, they've been training very well and they looked very well the week before. But on Sunday, like the first touch was poor. Probably architects of maybe some of their own downfall with you know, with so many short hand passes in the half back line. But nevertheless, you know, and there were some controversial decisions but listen, referee or short hand passes like Kerry were by far the dominant team like in most parts of the field. Listen, Carlo are not too bad. There were a lot of young lads, but on the day 
any team that could go wrong did go wrong I said losing a couple of players beforehand wasn't the help either but uh, you know it's like it's, it's one of those things it's onwards and upwards and, and uh, they just have to raise their head and they haven't got a simple game next weekend either to go, to go up to Corrigan Park uh, up in Belfast and that's not going to be simple either Sinead. They, they certainly don't have um, an easy task on their hands now um, come next weekend and the very little time to make adjustments and to, to tweak things but I know Terence, from speaking to you and to get, from getting to know you over the last couple of weeks you're ever the uh, the optimist uh, so look what what are your thoughts now on, on next, week, next weekend's game against Sandrum? Listen, it's going to be difficult. There's no point in, in you know in dreaming. It's going to be very, very difficult. I said Antrim had a massive victory over Down up in Ballycran last Sunday. And uh, you know, Down had beaten Carlo already in the league, beaten by a pint. But you know, it's it's and, and like and Down had beaten Kerry. So it's you know, Carlo will need a few a few results to come from other teams because there's still like there's still three games to go, they're away to Antrim, they're home to Down and they're away to Offley. And they're like they'll need a little bit of help from some other teams you know maybe to help the results for them but listen, it's not going to be easy you know and like we have down we kind of hope and maybe you can take down at home and obviously haven't been going as well as they had been going in the league but you know Antrim like Antrim like well Antrim have won no game in their division this year I know, I know they were playing like in, a, in the Kikani group and all the rest but you know, Antrim, Antrim, like we're after having a few good victories since so it's it's not going to be easy but listen, we, we'll go with more hope than confidence yeah, like you mentioned there about you know they've they were playing uh, against the the top teams there um, in the league and they were very yeah, unlucky, well. very very unlucky to be to be uh, relegated. They um, they lost out to Leash just by a single point. So do you know like that's true, yeah. that's true. And in the playoff, like against them, well, well, they beat down by seven points in the playoff. But you know, like Antrim, Antrim are uh, you know they're very very good teams. You know, so they are a very, very strong team, and up in up in Belfast, like you know, is is won't be made easier. But listen, we have to hope for the best. You know, last week's performance was was you know just too poor to believe, and the weekend the week before, they Carlo played so well. You know, we're hopeful, hopeful. They you know that can pick up the pieces and put in a big, big performance on Saturday. And for you, then, uh, Terence, like, what would be the, kind of the the key things that you reckon Tom Mullally and, and Pat Murphy now and all the rest of the backroom team kind of really need to be concentrating on the next couple of days? Because really, that's all they have is is days. It's not a lot of time to kind of get things right. But what would you think should be the the key focuses now? Well, actually, listen, it's true, like, you know, like, you know, time is very short. I'd like to see the game being played more direct. As I said, on paper, you know, people kind of assume that, you know, some of those Carlo forwards are very good, but, you know, they need the ball. And, uh, you know, as I said, you know, the last day, they were, their first touch was poor. They just seemed to be, you know, to lack a lot of hurling on the day, but, you know, they're not as poor as they looked that day. And, uh, you know, I, I, I have I have, I have good hope. I wouldn't be overconfident now, you know, at the weekend, it's an awful thing to say, but, like, to have the down game and the after game to come. And if you had three wins in the Joe Mac, you know, well, you're in a fairly good position. But, you know, they'll, they'll go, up, they'll go up, to, up to Belfast on Saturday, and after that defeat, like, it's, it can only be upwards and uh, hopefully hopefully like you know you know well maybe things might you know might turn around but it's a fairly sizable ask but we hope for the best 
that's it that's all you can do is, is try to, to stay positive and just kind of not dwell too much on the negative and, and looking back there to that Mead yeah, game sure. and you know that absolutely great performance that they put in uh, against Mead and, and that was an away game as well so I suppose that's <laughs> concentrate on the positives uh, that's what you always have to do but just one other thing actually that um, I was listening to your commentary obviously at, at the weekend and um, you were chatting about the time wasting um, from some yeah. of the Kerry players now I thought it was yeah. interesting because it's kind of it's one of those debates like you know you can criticise them for doing it but maybe should uh, should the Carlo players be a little bit cuter in how they how they play the system well that's true and I was looking like at the Galway team playing against Mayo yesterday I was not part of it last night and you know any injury was a massive injury like you know they were down for you know as long as they could because you know Galway were ahead and you know Mayo, Mayo were uh, expected to win but you know listen Kerry listen Kerry played the system and uh, you know Carl maybe might be a little naive but uh, you know as I said that there's no law you know against doing what they're against you know against doing doing the things that they are doing but you know Carl will possibly be a little bit naive one today but hopefully like you know will they learn from that also yeah, definitely. Um, well, look. Hopefully, we'll we'll we're going to keep our fingers crossed. Anyway, you'll be heading up to the match with uh, with Brendan. Oh. I, I I assume, will you? Oh yeah, yeah. No, no, in fact, I think the game is on at half twelve on Saturday, so it's going to be an early start. It's going to be an early start. Yeah, it's going to be an early start. Yeah, well, indeed. Yourself, yeah, yeah. yourself, and and Brendan are tickets thieves. Anyway, he's our you the Carlo men to the very end. Well, we listen. We go back a long ways. We go back a long, long way. So we do like you know. Uh, who are Wexford playing on, on, on Sunday tonight? By the way, uh, Wexford. The next match now. Um, well, as far as I know, their next match is going to be against Kilkenny in Nolan Park. So that's definitely not going to be an easy one. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we're at, we're making right. we're after making life very difficult for ourselves by losing to uh, Dublin at home. So um, yeah, he did like you know, and you missed an awful lot of chances, but probably a little bit lucky like we got when you think of it. But anyway, listen. Yeah. So look, that's that's the way it goes. Um, well, listen, it's been it's been lovely chatting to you, Terence, and no doubt we'll be we'll be talking again very soon. And as I said, fingers crossed. Hopefully, hopefully and toes crossed. Yeah. And, and toes crossed. Yeah. Thanks yeah. a million, Terence. I'll, I'll chat to you All again right, soon. Ned. Thank you. Listen, thanks, Ned. Listen, thanks very much. Thank you. Bye bye. That was uh, Terence Kelly there just talking about the Joe McDonough match there on Saturday. Uh, Carlo versus Kerry didn't sadly go their way, uh, but they've got another opportunity now uh, next weekend when they face uh, Antrim up in Belfast. So we're just going to take a quick break now and uh, coming up after the break, we're going to be chatting uh, to Alex O'Brien. We're also going to hear from Niall Carew as well, uh, some post-match audio after um, their match at the weekend. Full time on KCLOR. With thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at Lahartz, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny. LahartzVolkswagen.ie Welcome back to Full Time with myself, Sinead Kyo. Now, as I mentioned there before the break, the Carlo footballers had a difficult day yesterday as they took on Mickey Hart's Loud away in Navin. KCLOR commentator Brendan Hennessy caught up with their manager, Niall Carew, after that game. Have a listen. Now they're obviously disappointed, competed very well, but scores hard to come by and 10 points was never going to win the game. No, you're right Brendan, and I, I suppose the biggest problem we had was every time we got back into the game, 
we coughed up a goal probably from our own mistake so that was the disappointing thing for our end and uh, I, I suppose that, that's energy sapping you know and um, yeah look a disappointing result um, I thought we did play well in patches but playing well in patches is not going to get you over the line Goals came against the run of play too and I know the kick out was a problem not all Kieran's fault elements weren't helping it was difficult to play against the wind it was difficult to play with it proved that in the second half you restricted them from scoring as well and the goals were the difference but it wasn't an ideal day for football yeah no I felt sorry for Chunny in goals um, he had a very good game he's very confident under a high ball distribution was good um, and the kick out it's a two way thing you know it's, it's players out the field and obviously the goalkeeper himself but um, yeah I just think we, we coughed up a couple of you know hands and errors let us down that let him in for a goal or two and we didn't track a runner once or twice and um, there was no way back then after the last goal yeah, the defence you defended well enough and it was hard to see where the five goals came out of I said they got two against run of blood it hurt almost a sucker punch because you were in control you got the opening score in the second half that's what you wanted but the third one was a real sucker punch and it, that did actually come against run of blood it was a good move from them yeah it did and um, look when that happens and it's your own mistake as well it just saps the energy from you so you know a goal at, at that stage of the game even though there was about 15 minutes left it, it put 10 points in it or put 9 points in it I think at that stage and it just was a mountain for our lads to climb then but uh, yeah look our lads would be disappointed Brendan um, you know a lot of us didn't play up to scratch and they know that themselves uh, but look they're young I think if you go through our team we probably have 11 or 12 lads under 23 um, so that it, it's, it's too many but it, at the same time it's great to get them the experience of a Leinster Championship match and the heat of battle and they'll only learn from it Yeah they competed well I think everybody like they can't be faulted they, they gave it everything just come up against a better team on the day Yeah uh, yeah. look all, the lads will always give it everything but I, I think there's even more and that probably come with confidence as well so I, I think you know they're in a great place physically so they need to really empty it down fully down and, and that, that can be a confidence thing just not probably coming off the shoulder as much as we'd like and the odd time we were caught not tracking a runner um, but again that's experience and confidence um, and look we'll embrace this Talchon Cup uh, in four weeks time and uh, we'll give more championship games to lads but as I say when you have 10 or 11 lads under 23 in the one team you know you will get caught out in days like today OK well you mentioned Willie on the funny side of things New York are in the Talchon Cup Niall we could be a Carla manager in history to bring the first Carla team to New York I'm not quite sure whether a Carla team have played there before as a county team but uh, New York are in it it's interesting how difficult is it going to be with four weeks five weeks of a gap to keep lads together or what's your plan? Yeah no, our plan is we'll go to the gym Wednesday night because this is a long term process Brendan for Carla football it's not just about this year so we go to the gym Wednesday we'll have the three days off now we'll regroup and then we'll go back on the pitch on Friday um, and we, you know we'll We'll do a team building uh, exercise with the lads as well and this is all for the future. This is not just a hit and run for all these players and we want to keep them together for as long as we can and uh, when they have the experience then it'll work out well. Just on the New York thing, I brought Sligo to New York and for a management team it's a nightmare uh, because you don't want to be the first team to be beaten over there. Um, but yeah, look, um, it's exciting. It can be exciting, the Titan Cup, if it's if it's ran properly. I hope it is. Um, but there's nothing about 
about it and, and that's a worry um, you know so you, you just I think to miss the trick Brendan and not having the Talchin Cup that there wasn't a, a backdoor into an All-Ireland quarter final I think that would have been the trick um, for me anyway that was the obvious thing to do to keep everyone interested keep the whole thing going but look we'll embrace it because I think it'll benefit our lads um, the extra two or three games OK well listen commiserations to Dan Ireland. thanks for staying around to have a chat with us always obliging and doing that commiserations on the defeat today we look forward to the Talchin Cup and thanks again oh, and thank you Brendan appreciate that thanks Knight thank you thanks Brendan that was a uh, Carlo manager there, Niall Carew, talking to KCLR commentator Brendan Hennessy after uh, their loss there to Loud at the weekend. Uh, so we're going to take a quick break now, and coming up after the break, we're going to be speaking to Alex O'Brien after Tullow RFC's women's side had a win in the Paul Flood Cup at the weekend. So that's coming up right after this break. Full time on KCLR. With thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at La Hartz, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny. LaHartzVolkswagen.ie. Full time on KCLR. With thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at La Hartz, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny. LaHartzVolkswagen.ie. Welcome back to Full Time with myself, Sinead Kyo. Uh, now, on Saturday, the Tullo RFC's women's side had a win in the Paul Flood Cup uh, after getting the better of Tullamore. I'm joined on the line now by Tullo's vice-captain, Alex O'Brien. Alex, you're very welcome to the show. How are you keeping? Thanks, Sinead. Thanks for having me. Uh, well, listen, congratulations on, on that win uh, at, at the weekend. I'm sure there was plenty of celebrating in, in Tullo. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, um, yeah, it must. Have, like, it's. I think things are just going really, really well um, at the moment for the club, just in general. Not, not just like the women's side, the men's side, the underage structures as well. You're definitely doing something right down there in Tolo at the minute. <laughs> We'd like things so anyway. Yeah, we had a super weekend now, just to finish off the whole season. Um, we were blessed, I suppose. We had done rain, have won the place there on Friday night, and then. There was an under-13s game and under-14s Rhinos guys. Then the J1s obviously won on Sunday. And we had the big win then on Saturday which for the Cup. So it was great. It was a really good weekend. Yeah. Um, now, it did take a little bit of time, I think, didn't it, to, to sort of settle into the game. But um, you really kind of pushed on there, especially in the second half. But it did take you a little while just to kind of find your feet, I think, didn't it? Yeah, we've actually come up, up against uh, Tullamore. That would have been our fourth contest this year because we had one game at the very start of the season that would have been played from last year, um, which we would have bested them in only by a few points. And then we actually lost to them away by one or two points again. Then we drew at home. So like it was always going to be that really strong battle. And it, as always, they always fought such a fight. And we didn't know what way we'd come out with. Obviously, we were hoping to come out with the, the way we did. But... Um, I think we just kind of our nerves were at the start there was a lot of drop balls and then after the first few minutes then we, we kind of got going um, we got the first few scores up and then they came back at us but we seemed to have held our heads and in the second half then we kind of pulled away I think we I, I don't even know the final score but I think we bet them by t- 10 points in the end yeah, and and helped us uh, especially by uh, Chloe Farrell's hat trick. That was that was pivotal. She's some woman, isn't she? Oh, she's on really. The back three, in fairness to Catherine Dempsey, the number ten, she's just a phenomenal player, and like she's one of probably the youngest players on the team, and she's just outstanding. Every year she's getting better, and the day she retires, I might have to go with her <laughs> because uh, she's something else. And then we had Chloe and Dan O'Brien then in the centre, which we just the two of them together really worked so well, and they got us over the game line every time we needed it and I suppose they came at the right times during the game as well for us and 
thank God for <laughs> because yeah. uh, as I said it was always going to be a battle and we needed them girls to stand up and play and they did exactly that Yeah and I, I suppose um, there, there must have been a huge amount of training that has gone in over the last couple of, of weeks so to finally kind of do it and I know that you were saying there that you've played them you've come up against them a couple of times as well so you're well acquainted but it must have been hugely satisfying uh, then um, Alex just to, f- to actually get that win after all the work that has gone on, gone in over the last couple of weeks and months Oh look just so even from the start of the season you know we were struggling with numbers we had no coaches for luck and um, we were so lucky we have Aho Bloomfield there and Pookie Canavan and the two of them just took us under the ring and for them as I, just, I was only reflecting on it yesterday I said for them to actually get us to a, a positive final let alone win it was absolutely phenomenal because the work that you had to put in we had about seven or eight brand new players who'd never touched rugby ball and to bring them along with us is just it's, like, it's an unbelievable experience and I suppose it was such a challenge for them and they really did put in the effort and we were showing there twice a week every week and then every weekend you know so it just set off in the end yeah, it's it's just so satisfying in sport, like when when it finally pays dividends. You know, all the hard work and the grit that that, that goes in, and all the especially at grassroots and at the um, underage level as well. And I was speaking a little bit about that actually to to Johnny Tobin there recently uh, when he was on with me. And um, actually, we were discussing your brother as well uh, when he was on with me <laughs> recently. His his recent uh, re- retirement. Um, you you must be so proud of him, uh, Alex. What he's achieved. Oh, unbelievable. I don't think um, words could actually sum up I suppose, how proud we really are of him. Um, it was just such an emotional day, that day it was released because we obviously, he had spoke to us and told us, you know, the retirement was on the way, but we didn't know what day it was going to be out and it was just a sad day, I suppose, as a whole. We've done so much with him, we've travelled the world with him. Thankfully, I've like, been lucky enough to do that and, and for the time to come to the end of that era is just unreal but as I said World Cat is right how proud we are of him Sean's just a phenomenal person on top of a player and I don't think you'll get better, better than him in the world as a, a number 7 anyway but um yeah, he's unreal. He's just he's just some man. Yeah, <laughs> he is, and that's what we said. That's what we said when um, when Johnny was on there recently as well. Um, he's just some man, and and I think everyone, like of course, the family is so proud, but everyone in Tullow is as well. But what I wanted to ask, you know, um, I was speaking to Stephen there. He works on the the, the uh, sports team as well, and he was telling me that Sean has won everything that there is to win virtually in 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 rugby, but he hasn't won a Towns Cup. So are we going to see? <laughs> on the Tolo jersey now that he's coming uh, <laughs> he's after hanging up the, the, the um, professional jersey is he going to go back to his roots uh, do you know it's a question that I don't think he even knows the answer to but I absolutely 100% if there's a will there's a way and he will definitely want to go on a Tolo jersey again and finish where he started and that's always something he said from, from day dot he always said like you know he'll, he'll finish his career in Tolo and I really do hope he gets to do that because I know how special Tolo is to him and the work that he's put in to the club since the beginning has been just outstanding and like it's a credit to him as well and I think for that day to come would be uh, would be really the, the real finishing of the whole career I think as a whole yeah, well, look, here's hoping. Um, well, listen, we've we've actually just kind of run out of time there now, but Alex, it's been a pleasure talking to you. And again, congrats on winning the, the Paul Flood Cup there at the weekend. And hopefully the celebrations continue uh, into the week. Uh, but uh, hopefully you can, you'll can you come back on with us again in a couple of weeks' time or, um, you know, down the road at some point. But listen, thanks so much for your time. I'll chat to you soon. Thank you, Sean. Thanks, Sean.
And thanks, for thanks, thanks, Alex. Bye-bye. That was uh, Alex O'Brien there, of course, sister of Sean O'Brien, and just telling us about their win in the Paul Flood Cup at the weekend. That's unfortunately all we have time for. Uh, thanks so much. I hope you enjoyed the all the sporting conversation there over the last hour. Um, Owen Carey is up next. We're going to take an ad break and then it's to the news. Full time on KCLOR. With thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at La Hearts, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny. Lahartsvolkswagen.ie.